1: Sleeping
0: Dogs. Now on digital. That's com slash Wondery.
1: Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence, sexual assault, and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive in to some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. I'm excited it was from a while ago so but
0: i don't watch the news so I, it's
1: true i live under a rock yeah so yeah this is our halloween episode week of halloween Ooh, spooky very and this case is very scary very scary so okay well yeah and possibly someone could still solve this crime oh i like that kind yes me too So 12-year-old Mark Stebbins, a seventh grader at Lincoln Junior High School, was walking home from the American Legion where his mother worked as a bartender on February 15th, 1976. He wanted to go home to watch a movie with his brother. His brother said he thinks it's 30 seconds over Tokyo because Mark was like a super military buff. He really wanted to get into the military as soon as he grew up, but unfortunately, he never made it home that night. Mm -hmm. Now. His mother knew pretty soon. Like she called home. His brother was like, no, he's not here. So she's like, okay, what is going on? Because it's only a couple blocks away from the American Legion. So she calls the police to report that he's missing and they brush her off.
0: They of course say, they do. He's not mm-hmm. missing. He just went to a
1: friend's. Like yeah, no, he didn't. We know where yep. he's supposed to be. Yeah. And wait 24 hours and then contact us. We now know, of course, you don't wait 24 hours when your kid goes missing. You call 24 them immediately. 24 hours is an eternity. Well, nowadays we know, I think it's like over 88% of children that are abducted with the intent to kill, they are murdered within the first hour. So that's like the most important time frame is the first 24 hours of trying to find these kids or you, you possibly will not. Mm-hmm. Um, just four days later, Mark Butenheimer, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I'm so sorry if it's not. He leaves his office at Fairfax Plaza in Southfield, heading towards a drugstore when something catches his eye. He thinks it's a mannequin dressed in a blue jacket and jeans. But it wasn't a mannequin at all. Yeah. It was the body of Mark lying face up, his hands on his chest, wearing the exact same clothes that he had been abducted in. Oh, my gosh. Now, Mark's autopsy would show that this fair-haired, 100-pound child had been sexually assaulted before being suffocated to death. I mm-hmm. don't know how he was suffocated mm-hmm. to death. Yeah. Um, another puzzling fact is Mark's body had been washed before it was dumped. Washed? Washed. Like bathed? Like bathed. Yeah, so they'll believe that the killer in this would either force children to bathe or um, get them to bathe before they would smother them. That's so strange because this is 73,
0: too. It's like before people are even thinking about DNA. But fingerprints. But on a, on people's bodies, can you get fingerprints mm-hmm. from that? I mean, from, from-, from hard surfaces, you can get lift fingerprints from like mm-hmm. glass bottles and tables and things. But I don't even, I didn't, I'm just thinking like, that's really bizarre for them to
1: want. And then them. if he's sexually assaulted as well, depending on what DNA is like coming off of that, maybe yeah, that is well. pre DNA.
0: It's like when people mm-hmm. like didn't have a clue
1: that DNA. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that they did. That was something he made the, or they made them yeah. do. Um. So police to do say, I know. <sighs> Police deduce that Mark's body must have been dumped within about a two-hour time frame, if that, because someone had been walking their dog around 9 30, hadn't seen Mark at all. And then this Mark, this other Mark, had found him at 1130, 45 145-ish. So they're uh, very a small, small window. window. Yeah. yeah. This guy is brash. Like you'll see going through this, it's wild what he does and gets away with in this. Mm. Um so this began the string of child killings in Oakland County, Michigan, between 1976 and 1977 that still to this day remains unsolved. The murderer was dubbed the babysitter by the media, as every child would be abducted for several days and seems as though they were fed and cared for. I mean, cared know, is they a, called it a loose babysitter, term, fuck. yeah. And before they were assaulted and murdered, eerily one like. They were all made to bathe before they were murdered. So I don't know what the point and purpose of that was. Um, ritual or something strange. Maybe. like you. All four children were last seen within a mile of Woodward Avenue between the 9-mile and 15-mile marker roads. All of the killings happened on days that it snowed. So all of the children were found in the snow. Ew. I know. It's bizarre. It's I know. Bizarre stuff so before we get into this super duper heavy case and the wild twists and turns that it takes um what did you we've decided on um the scott kelly bottle of wine correct Scott
0: kelly yep it's Uh, a malbec 2020
1: thanks from our friends at yeah um naked wine so Mm -hmm.
0: it's a good pick um i don't think we've had this before have we
1: no, it's not ringing any bells to me, so it's um, it's not ringing any to me. That's why I picked it. I was like, Oh, I want to try this one. <laughs> I know what the other two taste like. <laughs> Three, yeah, actually, that's what I was going to say. The other ones we've had before, which is always
0: great, those are good too. But this is funny mm-hmm. that it's like, um, Scott Kelly, has spent the summers of my youth fly fishing for Steelhead with my father on the rivers of Oregon since becoming a winemaker. My dream has always been to return there to make great wines. So thank you, Angels, for helping make this dream a reality. As I mentioned, like Angel Wines invests um, in these, like, small batch, like, experiment, whatever, like, dream wines. So super cool that that's yeah. why we have this.
1: Thank you, Naked Wines.
0: Thanks, Naked Wines.
1: Oh, I got my oh, um so purple? Halloween <laughs> glass going huh. on here. Girl, this is, like, super purple. So purple.
0: Like... I was... You can't really, see, you can see it. It's like black
1: purple. Black cherry. Mm-hmm. Is, that what it's, is that what it is? It looks to... like it. I'm trying to see. It does look like that. I was supposed to go out tonight and I just canceled like the introvert. I'm like an introvert extrovert. I feel like I'm both. Like I'm very loud, but I, I don't know. We've been doing I'm, how. Yeah,
0: I'm the same. Like I have to, wait, well, there's like that. D- do you ever watch Matt Belisai, Like the wine about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. There's
0: one where he's like, there has to be dogs. Is Beyonce there? Like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it has to, t- that's what it is to get me out of the house. I'm like, all right, will there be baguettes? <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: might be we'll my say- favorite. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm, I do like
0: this. Yes. This is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say, I really like your vlog with mo- your mom going to HHN. <laughs> <laughs> I'm side with your mom. I would be so terrified. She's just like trying to mind her own business and like getting like they come at you from all sides. Like, I know, I so know. Chunky. Like, every, they're I everywhere. love her.
1: They were so good at getting her in that scare zone. And then, like, the one, there was one before when the sun was still out. Um, they got her so good. I think that was in my part one on, um, tick and they got her so many times. And I, in that scare zone, I've never been gotten by them this year. So I was like, really impressed. I was like, hell yeah. Thank you guys. It was so good. But, you yeah. get like
0: a badge of honor, like a certificate or something at the end. <laughs> I like so how good. your mom had never had shark water.
1: too. <laughs> I know. I know. I love Murph. That's like our bartender. I love him and his wife so much. They're so awesome. They're such good people. Um, so and, cool always have to it's like tradition like whenever I have someone come visit me or something or if I have a new friend come I'm like we have to go get a drink from Murph because he's the best but yeah last Amazing. year he took vacation all through Halloween Horror Nights and I was like dude
0: you're not allowed that's like the mall Santa yeah. taking vacation or something that's
1: it not like, allowed your, yeah come this on but he's becoming a social media mogul. He has like chomp 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 as like his slogan and he's getting like stickers and um, cards, like baseball cards but for Bartenders. Go see it's really Murph
0: cute. at HHN. Go See in Murph at Sharkwater.
1: He's the best. The best. Oh gosh. Welcome oh, Cynthia. Thanks for joining yes. us today. She's hope very needy. Okay. I hope so too. Still, I may have to take her back to the vet, but it's fine. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So on December 22nd, 1976, just right before Christmas Day, 12-year-old Jill Robinson gets into an argument with her mother, just like all 12-year-olds. All 12-year-olds. You're so yes. big. Yeah. <laughs> they were... She was trying to get her to bake biscuits. I guess there was an argument concerning that. Jill gets angry. She storms out. She packs up a backpack, and she tries to bite to her father's. Her parents had just divorced. Um, her mother had decided... Well, they'd grown up in Detroit, but her mom was like, okay if I'm going to be a single mom living with all these girls, cause uh, Jill had siblings as well. Sisters. She's like, I'm going to move to a safer city, which was Oakland. And Oakland is actually the wealthiest um, still to this day, one of the wealthiest like counties in Michigan. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, know that. I didn't, know I didn't that. either. Um, so they moved there for the safety of the community. Her mother Carol Rumble. wasn't. Yes. Like the irony, the irony of it. Her mother Carol wasn't initially concerned when Jill didn't, come back home. Jill's super stubborn. And this was not the first time that Jill had just like stormed out, left the house, um, not dealt with her mom. She just thought she needed some time to cool off. But um, the next, well, for when Christmas day rolled around, no one opened their presents in the Robinson house that day because everybody was waiting for Jill to return home.
0: Yeah. If she's 12 and she's not home by Christmas, she's mm-hmm. yeah, not just on her own left on her own volition.
1: So No. And the Mm -hmm. day after Christmas, the 26th, Jill was found on the side of the interstate 75 north, right by north of Big Beaver Road. Excuse me. That makes me sick. It's awful. She's in the snow, but unlike Mark, there's no signs of sexual assault. And this one's also different because she's the only one in these kids that's not smothered by the attacker. Yeah. So she was... Yeah, she was shot close range by a shotgun. Was she the only? Yeah, so she's the only one that shot? Yeah. So that was weird because, and it makes me wonder how they started to connect them. Because, of course, at this point in time, we actually have two separate police forces looking at this. And actually three, I think, because Mark was found in a different um, area than where he had been abducted. So we've got a lot of police forces looking at these crimes. Not at this point connecting them all together right and, and because inter- it's
0: the interstate it could be like state patrol or something else besides like a police mm-hmm. department or city like a mm-hmm. municipal
1: police department so the police believe actually she was shot on the side of the road like right there Whoa. early in the morning hours so how like her sister said in one of the interviews i watched she said how does someone shoot a 12 year old in the middle of the road and get away with, with the it?" shotgun yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense. Now, there are several theories as to why she was shot. They say she may have bitten her attacker. That's what the police believe. And maybe he wanted to make sure that his her dental records did not reflect his wound. So that's why he shot her in the face. Or perhaps she had been suffocated like Mark originally, but on the way to dump her body, she may have expelled air as a corpse does, which sometimes even lets out a moan, mm-hmm. making the murderer think like, oh, my gosh, she's not dead shooting her in the face. So that's the two ideas they have. I think the second one's a little bit more plausible. Really? Um, I lean towards the first one. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Thing. Oh, I was about to ask when Ted Bundy's whole trial came up, because I feel like that's when they really started to shed a light on the dental records, and then now we know that that's like so flawed. hmm Absolutely. But, yeah. Crazy.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Um, so a witness said at the time that they saw a 1976 Pontiac Tempest around that area at that point in time, and keep that car in mind because the cars are kind of important in this case. And so are the dates. Okay. Um, so just days later on January tw- on January 2nd, excuse me, 1977, 10 year old fifth grader, Christine Mellahek. I'm totally butchering her name and I'm so sorry. She'd gone to the 7-Eleven. She'd fought with her mother over it too, to purchase a teen magazine. She really Mm -hmm. wanted to get it. Mm -hmm. And she's only 10 and her mom was like, ah, Christine, like, you know, I don't, I don't really want you to go. She'd have to cross a busy road to to do that. And so her mom was concerned about that. And it's so ironic in that sense too, that it wasn't even the road that her mother needed to be concerned about. Because, of course, she never made it home. So after an hour had passed, Christine's mom calls the police. And the police are immediately on it. Which all Yeah, because things- this is the third kid in, like, what, a month? How long? Yep. When was Mike the first one? Um, Mark was on. No, yeah, you're good. Mark was the beginning of the year. It was February. So now we're at the end of the oh, year in so December. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, into it's January Jill. now. Jillian, Jill? Uh, oh Jillian Joe Jill was before in December mm-hmm. yeah so she was close to this one Christine yeah and, and now I'm everybody you're, <laughs> it's a slow day just, <laughs> oh I need to write these down Yep. I know um yeah so this is a lot police are like and so Christine's mom is like oh my god this is so serious like this is this yeah. is it, and the public weren't really aware at this point in time that these kidnappings were going on, they hadn't been made. This wasn't major news at the time, so that's this what I was, was gonna say. The first one was like so, like, almost a year, then, yes. it was February to January, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Christine actually would be kept the longest by her captors. I it think it's so weird that she's kept for as long as she is. She's yeah. found almost 20 days later on January 21st by a mail carrier. Wow. I can't imagine like the horrifying captive, 20 days. Yeah. She was in the snow, a lot in a shallow ditch along Bruce lane. And of course she's face up as well. Like it's just all so similar. Um, It's a residential dead end street in Franklin, Michigan. She'd been smothered to death as well, but she also like are like Jill had not been sexually assaulted.
0: Oh, strange that just the, um little boy was mm-hmm.
1: her autopsy showed slight carbon monoxide poisoning, indicating that she may have been alive in the trunk of the car that brought her there. Yeah. A front and rear bumper impression was found in the snow that matched up to three cars, police believed at the time. Including, an, mm-hmm, including a nineteen seventy-six Pontiac Tempest and a 1973 Pontiac Le Mans. Wow and this would be the murder that made all the police forces realize oh my gosh we've got like these are all connected we got a serial killer on our hands so they start putting together a task force they get it together and they are on it and it's not even just the counties and the police forces that have been affected by this P- police force from around they're starting to join because they don't want it to happen in their community they need resources yeah they do to learn up mm-hmm. catch up here yeah So shortly after Christine's body was found, there's kind of an update on this case because on January 25th, a man named Gregory Green, Greg Green, was arrested for criminal sexual conduct of minors. Now, I had to look with this up. Do you know what that is? Because I had no concept.
0: Um, No, but it could be like I think it's the equivalent of like lewd acts. Right. So like you could be anything from peeing in public to like showing yourself or I don't know, like in front of minors. What is it? It's probably all all wrong.
1: No, you're good. You're good. I had no idea. I had to Google it because I was like, this is like a weird thing I've never heard about. So I don't know if it's just specific to Michigan. But when I Googled it, it said it's part of Michigan's um, criminal penalties. It means first degree, a first degree crime that involves penetration. So this is like penetration of children. So this is like the worst of the worst type of other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So while he was arrested, Greg's vanished search by police and they found what they would describe as children's panties. Now, I don't know if that means boys, girls, Mm -mm. what that means, but that's what they said. So while Greg's in prison, he rats out a friend of his that also likes kids, Chris Bush. What is wrong with these people? Well, get this. This is what's weird to me. So let me uh, real quick. Um, let me show you Chris, because I want to give you some background on him because when you picture these guys, I don't know about you, but I'm always picturing like, a creep. Do you know what I, like someone yeah, you wouldn't which is associate why it's with even
0: more scary because you're like, okay, actually, you should be picturing anybody. Yeah.
1: Anybody. So this guy, Chris, he one of the police officers described him as he was always uh fed with a silver spoon. Like his father is the head, I believe, of General Motors on of North America. So he's a huge executive for General mm-hmm. Motors. His family is Rich, okay, and let me show you what he looks like because he's and he's only like 26 years old. Because I feel like we always think of like these old pervy men. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And no, it's it's shocking. I'll remember like when one of my co-workers at Disney was found with like child stuff in his house, and I was just like, oh my god! Like it's people my age. Are you kidding anyone. me? It's yeah. Anyone.
2: I think I
0: always think of like old pervy one of guy because you're like oh well like this is what you defaulted to when no one wanted to be around you like that's absolutely it. not you're and then so you're surprised when it's someone young or when someone has a family or a career or something else you're like oh you're this is you're a predator like yeah hiding in plain sight
1: yeah yeah <laughs> he's just not who i would uh, he's not who anyone would expect but man well, does he he be anyone. he's like so
0: n- nondescript You mm-hmm. could have passed him and not looked twice yeah
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so Greg tells police that Chris killed Mark Stebbins. That's his what he slides into police. He's like, Hey, like, you know, I may be under a CSC crime, but you don't know about my friend Chris. He killed Mark Stebbins, like that kid, remember? So Chris is arrested immediately the following day for other CSC crimes. So crimes that same kind of crime. So Mm -hmm. not even for Mark, but uh so on the 28th his house is searched chris's house and they found two shotguns about a pound of pot ropes and ligatures which i haven't mentioned yet but a couple of the kids would be found with like rope burns around their wrists oh. and around their ankles so that's interesting yeah. there was one suitcase containing child porn books and magazine clippings that also included children and films Ew. these were all confiscated for this unrelated case of CSC. So this horrible crime against children. Also on the 28th, Chris is polygraphed for the possible murder of Mark Stebbins. And at the time, for whatever reason, they're like fully believing polygraph tests. Cause we don't have the DNA, you know, mm-hmm. right, the, right. We don't have that technology the at the time. They have to go off of then. Yeah. And now we know that polygraphs are unreliable, but He kind of discusses his other crimes against minors. He's kind of like being elusive about this whole Mark Stebbins things. Um, He says that these kids that he would abuse, he'd get them through the Big Brother program. Oh, that's horrible. But then here's where things get so interesting. He said he'd often take them to the bowling alley, which is where Christine, her mom, worked. Oh. An interesting tie. So he could have crossed paths with her there. Definitely. And then he says he also would take them to the 7-Eleven across the street, which was where Christine he was a doctor Magazine, from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he also uses, like, this is an excuse as to why he couldn't have done anything to Mark because he was too busy abusing other children. So... Great alibi. Horrible. Yeah. And it's unclear how Chris and Greg had like this huge friendship going on, how they became friends, what was going on with them. But they even had fantasies. Like they had an idea of a system that would work for them of they would call it the split shift where one of them would always be home with their victims, like to make sure that they but they said they had never killed anyone. They were just out here ruining people's lives, sexually assaulting children. So. Very much so. He also detailed picking up one of his victims at the mile nine marker, which is Mark's abduction site. That's and then dro- specific. Yeah. dropping them off at the mile 13 marker, Jill's abduction site. It's weird. It's now, weird that he knows so much about different pieces of different crimes. Yes, but he would be cleared. And so would Greg be cleared Um, because he was given a polygraph test as well, eliminated as possible suspects for any of these murders because they passed these polygraph tests at the time. And this... uh, Well, get this. They'd only been investigating them for one week and it ended the investigation. (laughs) So they were no longer they're just cleared from by police. They're like, no, looks good. I mean, you're guilty of these other like CSC wrong offenders. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're not going to look any further. We did the polygraph. You passed it. Good to go. Right. This infuriated the victim's families when they found out later, but no one was caused more outright outrage than Tim King's family. So Tim, Tim, Tim would be the next child to disappear. And about a month before he disappeared, Chris Bush was arrested again, this time with two other men. He was suspected of abusing over 30 boys this time. Oh my God, Chris was. Chris, yeah, with these two other guys, over 30 boys, forcing them to commit sexual acts with grown men in front of a camera. So making child pornography. Oh my God. I this know is so- horrible it's horrific and like it it only gets worse because you are going to be so mad um so the boys were about 10 to 14 years old well, and after yeah because
0: like this mm-hmm. guy should be long gone like we shouldn't even be oh. talking about him he's such an offender and like we already know like sex offenders and child molestation like these are repeat offenders it's really hard to rehabilitate like mm-hmm. we should not have been out to begin with so i understand why tim Tim's, family? Tim's Tim's, yeah. family. Tim's family's out. like, how could you not have caught him off the street? If he would have been locked up, this could have maybe been avoided.
1: Totally prevented. What? Yes. So they kept these boys until they were about 14 years of age when they aged out and they would be discarded. Now they don't mean that in a way of like murdering them. They just wouldn't deal with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they would use gifts, threats, and even physical assault to force the boys to quote unquote perform. And it was reported at the time that they believed this was nationwide. This had nationwide ties. Okay. And this was a report I read, like a reporter wrote this in an article at the time. So she's like, hey, this has like, this is all over the nation right now. So investigated whether these ties had, oh, excuse me. Sorry, Sasha. <laughs> um, they were also investigating the fact that these men may have ties to a millionaire in the area named Frank Sheldon log that away. Cause we're going to come back to it. Chris was released on a thousand dollar bond. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. So, Chris had originally, and I had forgotten to mention this. I'm so sorry. Originally, in the first part of this, when he had gone, um I totally skipped over it because I got on the polygraph and how they both passed it. But when he was arrested for that CSC crimes, he was released almost immediately. There was a $75,000 bond that had been placed against him. He only had to pay a thousand of it, it was reduced to a thousand. What's the point of I a bond? Why
0: that that's 175th of his bond for the yeah. reason of he should not be out so why would they reduce it that's
1: wild yeah and so again he's being really good attorney almost immediately he's, lo- he's the loaded oh, one he's loaded and his yeah. parents paid for a damn good Ugh. attorney mm. yeah that's why yep but Sad. on I'm telling you, but on March 1st, he's arrested again. So this is within a month. He's arrested again for having sexual relations with a 12-year-old child. While he's out on bond? While he is out on bond. This is so he should not be out on bond. It's so banana. So the father, Vincent Gunnels, keep that name in mind. Cause that's going to come back up. He's filing charges, um, against Chris and then get this, get this. So Elsie Bush, Chris's own mother, Vincent's claims that she rolls up to him in her limo with wads of cash hanging out the window in her hand. And she asks, I'd like to know, I'd like to talk to you about what you're saying about my son. And she tries to get him to drop the charges with these wads of cash. And Vincent's like, absolutely not. Ugh.
0: yeah. That's what I was going to say. He has a good attorney being paid for by somebody. So, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So gross. So he was released again. Stomach that your your own kid is doing is such a horrible offender. Like,
0: so are you defending them? Elsie, get a, it together.
1: Get it together. This is such a side note, but General Motors at the time, according to one of the interviews I listened to with investigators, they were known for having a lot of sexual assault going on in the background of things and everything. His dad is working for them. We're going to get into bigger ties on this, but I'm wondering if this isn't a financial thing for that family, like to be honest with you. And we'll get into it because they are so – they're very wealthy, and we'll get into the ties between them and Frank, that millionaire, and the things that were going on with that, because I think there's a lot more at stake than just, oh, he's killing kids. Or oh, I think would
0: a 1,000% be- bring shame mm-hmm. to the family if his father's, like, high up at GM, and then there's, like, this tie? Yeah, I can understand why they want to bury it, but just, like, the greater good, like, you're letting your son, like – Ruin. He's he's just tied to thirty kids already. Like, no.
1: I think they may be in on it. Let me let me explain why. I think they may be in on it.
0: My skin is crawling.
1: I know it gets like so deep. This case gets so deep. So he's released on this ten thousand dollar bond with a curfew of him being home by seven p.m. He's released by March 9th
0: Oh my god, because he can't offend at any other time besides (laughs) night. Come on, like, oh, we'll just put him on a curfew.
1: Once the sun goes down, that's when he he turns into like a werewolf predator, right? Um, I also found it interesting. There was a letter from Flint PD, detective Waldron to Alma PD that relayed this message of he's to be released immediately bond posted. Like, I just thought it was interesting that they were, it was another detective that passed that information on. And we'll get a little bit more into the police department and like what the hell was going on there.
3: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way?
1: On March 16th, just days later, 11 year old Timothy King borrowed 30 cents from his sister, Catherine, and he grabbed his skateboard and went over to the pharmacy that was just three blocks away from home, carrying a football. He Mm. never returned home. Jeez. When his parents got home around 930, they immediately noticed that Tim's missing and they report him missing. And police begin one of the largest manhunts in U.S. history for Tim because they know there is a very small likelihood he's coming home. So this actually, I believe it was the largest manhunt that we had ever had at that point in time. Because um, of the people involved? Yes. And they knew. And by that point in time, the public knew. So we've got the public, the media, the police, they are all now out pounding the pavement. This is now nationwide national news. It wasn't before. So now there's a lot of eyes on this Oakland, Michigan area area to get this off this ended. Yeah. Yes. So witnesses said that they saw Tim speaking with two men near a 1973 Pontiac Le Mans outside of the pharmacy from his. That's just a few blocks from his home around uh, 830 p.m. that night. Now, another woman told police that she'd actually seen him talking to a man near an AMC Gremlin, which is a car that's owned by Chris Bush. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. Now tim's parents so the media is going nuts this is when the police are like okay go on tv and this kind of reminded me of you know that scene in sounds of the lambs where they get them to like she's going on the tv to try to like reach out and them to see the human side it kind of almost reminded me a little bit of that like this was kind of i feel like what the birmingham police department was kind of going for but poor barry king he said I don't know if you have children or if you want them, but please treat Tim the same way that you treat your own child. Talk to him. He's a very talkative kid. I don't know if you have a brother or if you want one, but Kathy, Chris, and Mark, Tim's brothers and sisters, said to treat him like you would your own brother, but we want him back. Please send him.
0: There's no so, plea that's going to make a child predator, like, feel human about them, but
1: no, it's heartbreaking awful and and the king family have been such champions for this and majority of information i got was actually from kathy's blog on her brother which we'll link in the description because she has they requested you know a foia and they have all the evidence basically on that so if you are interested in this case that's where i suggest you go i went through her whole timeline of events and there's so much more to this case than what we're going through today like there's no possible way in like an hour hour and a half you can cover every aspect of this case no Um, there's a lot of players There's a Mm -hmm. lot of names and dates and
0: yeah, there's a lot going on.
1: And they've done more for Tim than any other, like any police department has like it's, it's wild. Um, So unfortunately, Tim was found by two teens in a shallow ditch on March 23rd, 1977. This was by dirt road in the same clothes that he'd been wearing when he left the pharmacy About 15 feet away from his body was his orange skateboard. He'd been suffocated and sexually assaulted. Now, for a year, they would keep up the police task force. Then it suddenly closed down with little to no explanation. The only explanation they gave was we ran out of money. Interesting. Or they got paid to shut it down. Yeah. So Barry King, his Tim's father, said before he died that the Oakland County police hadn't answered his phone calls in over 40 years.
0: Wow. I don't know how that's possible. It's an open case. Like it hasn't been another detective. It hasn't been like there hasn't been somebody who will speak about
1: this the only detective he trusted is a detective we're going to talk about down here. Um, I be- detective Williams, I believe is his last name. I have it here hiding in my notes. Um, but he is the only detective that the King family like trusted and relied upon in the last few years of Barry King's life. But of course, Tim's brothers and sisters are still champion, championing, championing him, um, afterwards. But yeah. Well, I was mm-hmm. just going to say, I know, is
0: it just me? This wine is strong.
1: It is. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I can't talk. It's oh, like, fine.
1: Uh, yeah, this is this is a sip, sip wine. It is. And I forgot to share with you the last two children's photos. Oh, I know.
0: It's horrible because they have their whole life ahead of them. They're like right on that cusp of like they are not kids. Like they don't think of themselves as like babyish kids, mm-hmm. but they like want to be grown up. You can just well, tell like they're like 12-ish.
1: How old was Christine? Yeah. Um Christine was ten.
0: 10.
1: Yeah. 10. But that's what I was thinking with Christine and her going to the, the you know, um, store by yourself. Know, and, yes. Yeah. I was thinking like that's like a rite of passage for so many kids. That's when you know Absolutely. you're like adult when you can go over to the store and pick up. You know, I remember that. Like we had only one gas station in our little town in Canada. But I remember that being like, oh, my gosh, I can bike up to the gas station and get a candy bar. Like,
0: yeah. Or walking home by yourself. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you have this like moment of independence where you're like, I got to do this by myself and yeah
1: yeah right like
0: every kid has to do it at some point you can't mm-hmm. like <laughs> be escorted to the bus stop when you're like 16 no i, I mean like i get it that
1: these and parents all were like okay like sure try it yeah. like go ahead reluctantly and when Christine's mom kind of fought her on it too, I like when I was telling my mom about it, because I always read these to my mom before we talk about it. And yeah. um, she was like, Oh my gosh, I I lost that battle so many times with you guys. And and luckily for me, like nothing happened. But like it's so scary that like, you know, you just for one time you give in to your kid and then they're gone. And you never like it's like this sucks because it's nobody's fault, you know, and it's just like so horrible. And you could
0: go- insane like your mom could go insane by being like no 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 to till like when till you're 16 till you're 18 like i mean mm-hmm. you can't protect your kid from everything so i get why like these parents were like okay fine go ahead
1: mm-hmm. you know, walked, it's yeah. three blocks away or yeah like yeah and it's broad daylight it was 3 p.m when christine yeah. went So it's like it's broad daylight, but yeah. Yeah, back to the curfew. Who gives a crap about a curfew? It's not going to help anybody. Seriously, obviously, obviously. So the murder of Tim King seemed to be where it ended, like where the abductions and the murders ended in Oakland, Michigan. Isn't that weird? Because that doesn't normally happen.
0: Because where were where was where were these guys? Where's Chris? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where's Chris? Locked up or what?
1: We will talk about what happened to Chris. Okay
0: yeah suspicious yes
1: mm-hmm. of course this isn't where the story ends yes detective Corey williams so it was detective williams he recently started deep diving into this connection because he was working on a totally unrelated case and one of his people were talking about how he knew that he knew who killed the kids in michigan like the the kids in the snow in michigan so Corey's ears popped up because one of his neighbors had been tim king so he's <sighs> like what do you mean? Uh, you know, what? cause he grew up, yeah. he was like that age. So like, he's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, something. About I'll that will be
0: traumatizing if you're a neighbor. Mm-hmm.
1: So the following information, I just want to give a little disclaimer here, but also I want to encourage our listeners to go listen to them. Um, I started to get down this rabbit hole with the clown and the candy man from investigation discovery, which is a podcast on Apple. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it on Apple, but, and this is not like, they're not paying me anything. I just like, I was quite intrigued by this because I feel like if investigation and discovery is making these ties, with a detective, there's credence to it. So the next, like, just little section about um, this part is from them. So in the summer of 1976, a young journalist broke a huge story, but no one paid attention to it. Maybe because the kids in the area were going missing, so they have stuff to kind of pay attention to, or maybe no one was supposed to be paying attention, and it was a small news site that she, well, newspaper that she released it in. Mm -hmm. She covered a child pedophile ring not too far from where these kids were going missing and being murdered. It's on Lake Michigan. It's an Island and it is, it has, it it has nationwide ties. It's wild. So this was what Island it's North Fox Island. And it is the OG pedophile Island. Like think Jeffrey Epstein, but 1970s, Oh, it's so bad so there's a local millionaire Francis Sh- uh, Sheldon or Frank Sheldon like we were talking about before okay mm-hmm. he's a wealthy real estate investor okay he served on prominent boards in the area big Wick he purchases the island of North Fox in Lake Michigan in the early 1960s allegedly only for twenty thousand dollars after he won a bid against the state of Michigan I think the state of Michigan offered to pay like two grand for it to this old lady that owned it and she was like no um. <laughs> So he that's needed great. somewhere quiet and secluded, obviously, to yeah, do what he was ew. about to do. Yeah. So he gets the island, he installs an airstrip, and he builds up cabins. The only way to get to this island is by air. There is no dock. There is there is nothing but the air, no harbor, nothing. So you have wow. to get in a plane. So only way in and out. Like that's terrifying. Um Now, as a front for his child pornography, he ran a boy's summer camp out of that island.
0: Ew. Oh, my God. Like, I can't believe that's
1: allowed. That's, I mean, I get it. Listen, I remember being a kid and my mom not allowing me to go to summer camp, and I used to get so mad. And now I'm like, no, I get it because I didn't realize until I started deep diving into this case that is such a great way to not only in this situation because this situation seems like extreme and dramatic and like what, but like you've got camp counselors. Like that's your only like you got other kids, you've got adults yeah. and you got counselors and you got no parents. So this is a hard. No. Yeah. It's a hard, no. I totally get why now. And I messaged my brother and my soon to be sister-in-law. And I was like, never allow your children to go to a summer camp because unless it's like, we did a family camp when we were young, which was super fun. And we were like staying in the cabins or in the oh, family. Camps? family. That's a idea. Yeah. That's a good yeah. time. It's a 10 out of 10 time. That sounds um, awesome. It was, but yeah, no no alone camps um private island
0: boys (laughs) summer camp has like a a different, yeah like oh you can only get there by plane like no parents are checking up on their kids here yikes no it's back in the day not blaming parents just saying like this has sketch written all over it
1: and the creepy thing about this so the boys were actually recruited through their parents and um you listen if you listen to that podcast you'll hear an interview with one of the actual boys that was on that island and of course he's a grown man now but he was talking about how this millionaire was suddenly eating dinner with his family. And of course his family thinks like, Oh, we're, this is great. You know, he's providing opportunities to our kid that our child never, like that's how they sell it. They befriend your family. They befriend your parents. And we
0: talked about that on the Nickelodeon episode. It's grooming parents. It's grooming families. Like when you're wealthy and you're hanging an opportunity for like a kid, like, Oh, your kid will become an actor or an actress. Yeah. Yeah. Like then no,
1: of course, like it's tempting to parents. Yes, so he called it Frank called his his uh, his camp, and this is very interesting, Brother Paul's Children's Mission. So he's using the church to have that tax break. Ew, so, yeah, yeah. So here they would perform well. They would force the boys to perform on camera, right? Just like that, it's very eerily similar to what Chris was doing with those other three men, right? Mm -hmm. And the boys would actually have the run of the camp all day until they had to go to what was referred to as picture time. Or until a client, who was high profile usually, visited the island and requested their services. So this is like full-blown yes how
0: did they have more than one camp how are like the whole camp of boys that have been traumatized
1: so it wasn't just i know so it wasn't just the camp like there we'll get into it but there's like another millionaire in this bob moore he would run it out of his um mansion his own he was ballsy enough to like have kids come in and he'd film the films like right in his own home and these individuals were including politicians and they've never made that list public either just like we're not seeing the jeffrey epstein list come out
2: yeah. Like wow. this
1: was low news coverage, low news coverage at the time. So the men who ran this camp and other sections of this pornography ring, because like you said, it's not just happening on this island. This is nationwide. They mm-hmm. were highly organized. They had to be because remember, this is before the time of cell phones, the Internet. So they had yeah. to have a way. Yes, it's Distribution. wild. Well, and it scares me. And that recruiting. Able... Oh, yeah, all of it. Were they ran it through the mail and that scares me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I have chills talking about it. Like, how are they running it now? You know what I mean? Because obviously this does not go away. And like, that would be so much
0: easier than now with the internet, so but like easier. the mail. Yes. When you I know said that I was like Rico because yes. everyone, <laughs> you're using the federal mail for <laughs> distribution.
1: Whoops. Like, but I don't think, them, please. yep. But the government doesn't want to because a lot of the government was, clients. So they knew they were highly organized. Um, they were totally secretive. They were, they ran in groups. They were all interconnected, interconnected. Um, they had to meet in person before they allowed anyone into their inner circle. They all knew each other. They knew who was consuming it, who was making it, who was selling it. It's a story in and of itself, which is why I direct you back to that podcast because they have so much going on they're they're connecting gacy and like all sorts of things to all these different crimes that were happening in the 70s so feel Mm -hmm. free to give it a less a listen but that was wild to me so on that note that makes sense Mm -hmm. though because that's kind of like initiation like hey
0: it's saying like you're also culpable like once you consume it distribute Mm -hmm. it make it like oh you're in but you're also Mm -hmm. going down if we go down so
1: Mm -hmm. the only one that got caught out of like this section of this whole thing was a local gym teacher named gerald richards so oddly enough he was the only one participating that wasn't high profile or wealthy or have ties to the high profile or the wealthy people that's that's why he was an easy scapegoat that's why they were like hey we'll give you someone here you go here's gerald Mm -hmm. so he got caught for abusing one of his students but at the time he was doing a lot of the filming for um sheldon frank sheldon so Jerry ratted on Sheldon immediately once he was arrested. Sheldon got a head start. He somehow got the news. He was able to pack up all his shit and he fled the country and he's never been extradited and he's what? never faced any justice. Where's the odd? Anyone know? I think he's dead now. Um, <laughs> but it's very hard Fair to enough. find information on him. It's very hard to find information on him. Wow. So what does this have to do with the Oakland um county child killer? Well. Chris Bush was tied to the island from a ledger, naming him as a client as early as March 12, 1977, which was just days before Tim King was abducted. He had been one of the many high-profile men attached to this organization. And according to Tim King's family, Chris's lawyer, so that big wig lawyer that's getting him in and out, in and out, in and out knew that he was probably going to face a polygraph test. So he sets up a, pr- a practice independent polygraph test for Chris to see if he's going to mm-hmm. fail, how he's going to do coach him, you know? So hopefully the next coach time he doesn't fail. I know, Yuck. Yes. So when asked if there was anything that might set him up to fail, then Chris fully admits that he's responsible for the killing of Tim King which is protected under attorney-client privilege. So none of this is out and about, right? Until Mm -hmm. suddenly, one day, Chris King, Tim's brother, gets a call from Vegas, and they're like, hey, it's the polygrapher. He's like, I know, like, who did this? Whoa, the test polygrapher? The polygrapher comes out. He's like, I know what's up. I know who killed your brother. Whoa. Yeah, that's not attorney-client privilege. Yeah, no, he can say whatever he wants. So Please. this is how this comes out. And this is how but this is what's really disgusting about this case of four years. The King family knew from rumors that whoever had killed their child, they had heard this is rumors from the police force in the area, which is so gross, was the son of a General Motors executive. Oh, so they knew it. They just couldn't prove it. Yeah. I, either that or like there's a lot of loopholes in this where I feel like people were either paid or they were a part of this whole system because.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 But they,
0: yeah. Of course. Money talks.
1: That's. that's yeah. Incredible. So oddly enough, in 1978, very shortly after the killings are done, the abductions are done in the area. Chris Bush would commit suicide at his parents' home. But did I knew it? It that he was locked
0: up or dead because yeah, it doesn't just stop. People don't just rehabilitate themselves,
1: and from- not when he's offending so quickly and getting put into jail so quickly. When he's i like offending at that timeline- so much,
0: he can't even like he's uh, he doesn't even know what which bond he's out on. He's just I like was out. On-
1: Oh, I was on Kathy King's timeline on her blog and I was like, I was like, he was arrested for what again? He was, he was released for what again? Like when she said $75,000 bond and then they reduced it down to a thousand, I was like cheese and rice. And meanwhile, he's reoffending, like, it's so wild within a month timeframe. Awful. So his suicide, it's weird. So he's found dead in his bed. Okay. At his parents' home, one singular bullet between his eyes. Okay. Shotgun nearby. Perfect. Got it. Okay. No, I call bluff on this.
0: (laughs) You do not have a single bullet wound. If you have a close, I mean, and shotguns and suicide are really, really damaging. It's not a single bullet wound. Like, Oh, you're laying in your bed. No, just anyways. Tell yeah. Me what. No, it really weird. happened. Yep. And
1: usually people shoot themselves in the mouth or by the temple, like normally it's not, but you couldn't do it with the temple with the shotgun. They would I just feel like we've talked about this with in the other mouth.
0: crimes. Yeah. Because physically it's really difficult, would be really difficult to shoot a shotgun, mm-hmm. like, um, suicide, like for suicide to the front of
1: your head. Yeah, definitely. Now, especially if your blood alcohol level is 0.41, whoa yeah. <laughs> and Which do it fun. like lightly and yeah like such and, a like with a nice little bow yeah and then you think that's what that's what they got from the autopsy so how fucked up was he when he actually died like do you know what he there's yeah, no way your body
0: still processes food yeah and your
1: nails still grow and
0: you still yeah yikes yes yeah.
1: so also He was snugly tucked into bed. So how did he hold it? You usually would hold it with your feet. You know what I mean? If you're going to, you would have to. The shotgun's quite long, you know? know?
0: Complicated when it's a suicide with a shotgun. Yeah. And it's at close, close range. So it's not a tidy one like little bullet hole. It's a shotgun. Yeah. With buckshot.
1: Yes. He also he Mm -hmm. had no gunshot residue on his hands, feet, nothing like that. There was no blood splatter, and there were four casings nearby.
0: No blood splatter.
1: No blood splatter.
0: (laughs) Okay, just have to readjust here because this. Yeah. Okay. So they just were they like, we don't need to investigate. Check the box for suicide, a child predator off the street. Like,
1: that's it, right? If you were, I mean.
0: A decent human being, I might like challenge, like, hey, should they have investigated? <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I'm saying this out loud. It's my own public opinion, but he's a repeat child offender, and this does not add up. Why did they not investigate this?
1: There's More, a lot. There's just, a like, lot. Suicide. There's a lot. So yeah, they said suicide too within f- 24 hours. 24 hours. 24
0: l- hours is being ruled as <laughs> suicide is always a, so sketchy. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm willing so, to accept this. Like, <laughs> So also found in the room taped to the wall where a supposed splatter should be is a drawing, a pencil sketch of a screaming boy that the Stebbins family thinks looks like Mark Stebbins, their son that was murdered. So now open it up and tell me what you think. I'm scared. And compare it to Mark Stebbins.
0: That's suspicious that this even exists.
1: Hmm.
0: That's I can a murder. There to is me. ambulance. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's so sad. Yeah. What's your the- What's your theory on why that would be there instead of blood splatter? Someone was so- pu- putting it there to tie him to it.
1: I think it's a po- so. My first thought when I first heard this was possible vigilante, maybe yeah. because they're like, "Fuck you, we know you did this." Like, and I don't here's in case you guys can't tie it together, here's like something to tie it. Yes, yeah. Or, or he was too much of a liability for the ring that he was involved in. That's my bet yeah That's my he was just too too much of a liability. and he was he was getting
0: arrested left and right left, and right left, and right
1: left and right and but no not even just that but like when by the time Christine went missing it's national news it's everywhere the media police the public they are all concerned with their own child's welfare and like everything else and so they're taking action like considerable action there's a task force created there's all this stuff going on and he's shining an exact light on the same county that you have a fucking Predator Island on like I would be like dude and even though that's maybe like they maybe Frank's left at this point he's gone he's not in the country anymore still there's that organization of men that are all around the country that don't there's get arrested anybody, until yeah much they don't want to get go down yeah no. absolutely
0: there's like a registry of them mm-hmm. um yeah not to mention like I said earlier I just said called it like I see it but like that when the when the gym teacher is the only one getting arrested They're like, hey, maybe we got to give you one more. Hey, have this murderer. Maybe. Yeah. I would side with that before vigilante. Because if it was a vigilante, wouldn't they say like, I don't know, more? Wouldn't they tie it close,
1: tie it tighter, uh, like closer of a case? Maybe. But I I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the screening child is enough to be like, I don't know if you are a vigilante. It's like, fuck you, guy. Like, I don't like, you know, Mm -hmm. like. It, we know. get point
0: message heard whoever did this yeah yeah
1: yeah because i don't i don't think chris did it um we're all also, saying suicide's the least re- possible the least. reason <laughs> yeah um also uh ropes and ligature were found in chris's closet where three of the four victims as i said they had rope burn on them so I wish things were tested more or kept better because I don't believe those were ever tested. Also, another interesting fact about this, 25 days later after Chris died, and mind you, the police had cleared Chris of the murder of Mark Stebbins and everyone else at that point in time. Mm -hmm. 25 days later, that's when the task force is disabled.
0: That's suspicious. They're like, oh, this is solved, kind of? Like, no no task force needed now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's something... That's not, yeah. There's something missing that we're something all trying to like read between the lines about, for sure. Yeah,
1: and to not put like I don't know, it's hard because this whole podcast has been like aiming on Chris, but to poke holes in the Chris Bush theory, there's also plenty of other suspects. So this is just how many of child view.
0: predators rolling around like there totally in is that
1: area. Like what the fuck was and I, what was going on in Michigan? What was going on in Michigan? <laughs> I don't know because it's it's crazy. So Ted Lamborghini is also linked to the island and by fellow pedophile Richard Lawson, when he's captured and everything, he says he knows who did the Michigan snow killings, which would to that detective. okay. so he also, oddly enough, this Ted Lamborghini guy or Lamborghini guy, I always feel like Lamborghini because of the E. Anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, But this Ted guy, he would also wash kids after assaulting them. Oh, yeah, that's suspicious too. Yes. So Ted said he didn't know who killed any of these kids or assaulted any of these kids. He did not know, but then he fails his polygraph test hard, 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 hard. They wanted to know why he failed the polygraph test. The police, they offer him a deal of doing as little as 10 years if he would talk. Okay. And he's got like lifelong. He's got 17 counts against him. He's 17. Going to jail and he's a pedophile. So pedophiles don't last long in prison usually or yeah. are severely abused in prison. And he instead shocks the police and pleads guilty to all 17 counts against him and goes away for the rest of his life. You don't want to give up something else. Well, that's yeah. there's a lot of fear and secrecy around this. And even if you, I would encourage anyone that wants more on this, like go to that investigation discovery podcast, because there's an interview they do with, with that kid that I was talking about earlier. And he talks about how his parents are backing him. They're like, we're going to go to court about this. We can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly his mother's terrified. And she's like, I'm not, we're going to drop it. And I don't know what's behind this that has people so scared. But a
0: lot of high profile people clearly involved in this ring. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. have to fly in to get to Predator Island, like it's not just like, I don't know. There's, yeah, that's really scary. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of secrecy around that then.
1: Yeah. And concerning um, polygraph tests too, um, in 2000, I believe it's six. Or nine. It's one of the two because there's a lot more evidence that comes out. We're about to dive into the DNA evidence and a few other people. And it is found out that those polygraph tests that Chris and um, Greg passed, those two buddies that were such yeah, weirdos, they didn't pass them at all. Um, of course they would was. have, no, they would have three independent investigators, examiners come and look at the polygraph results and say it was clear that Chris's was inconclusive and Gregory right. outright failed. He outright because they failed. Don't
0: say even when they are like relatively accurate, they don't say that you're telling the truth. It's either you're lying or you're not caught lying. Like it's like mm-hmm. it, it's on a scale, and obviously that's why they don't include these in court anymore. But it's either deception, deceptive, or not not conclusive.
1: Yeah, and not I like wonder-
0: hey, you pass, and we know you're telling the truth. Just right. means we won't think you're lying about. Right. Yeah.
1: I wonder, like, though, if that polygraph tester, if they honestly, because they said the police department said, well, they must have misread it, misread, 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 or it's like you misread two polygraph tests. And was it the same polygrapher? Because I don't know if it was the same one that conducted both or if it was purposely done, like they both passed. They're both cleared. We're getting money from this General Motors family. And I don't even know what Gregory was backed by, but I'm sure by something or he had money. But Yeah anyway you just
0: have to suspect it all because there's yeah that doesn't seem like there's anything that you can like trust and believe in in no. this case no not at all so bob Moore, i'm oh, go ahead. not Sorry. to mention that the practice paul the practice polygrapher right said that chris did this <laughs> so we're he got a practice round that he really didn't pass if the polygrapher is telling the truth you know right. where, like oh chris did this he admitted to his attorney but then there's two others that
1: he's, quote, passed. So, yeah, it's weird. So, Bob Moore, another man possibly tied to these crimes, who allegedly filmed these videos, like I said earlier, in his mansion. He oh. uh, He's eliminated from this case by having a heart attack, and then he's in his own home and he's eaten by his pit bulls. What? Because he find his body for a few days. He got eaten by his pit bulls? Because they didn't find him for a few It's not funny, but it's just like, I don't know. The punishment doesn't shoot the crime because unfortunately oh he was dead at that point. However,
0: that is not, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um...
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. And you will be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours.
0: And what I love about BetterHelp is that you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist. And they respond with timely and thoughtful responses. And you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to sit at an actual therapist's office. You can do therapy wherever.
1: I love it because they have such a broad range of things that they can talk about and are experts in. So... If you feel like something's overwhelming you, like I know right now with me, content seems to be overwhelming me forever. I'm always distracted by the office or scrolling on TikTok for forever and not really paying attention to what's going on within me. So I feel like that's been super helpful.
0: Yeah. And if it's not your match, they'll match you with someone else. So I know I had to try with one therapist and then I switched
1: to another therapist that was a better fit for me. It's also way more affordable than offline therapy and financial aid is available for those who may need it.
0: Join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health by visiting betterhelp.com ITT. That's
1: betterhelp.com slash ITT. And BetterHelp has a special offer for ITT listeners. You'll get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash ITT. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash ITT. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen, this is such a side note, but, um, the cat have you seen the cat on tiktok has it crossed her for you page where she's put in the back of a animal control van and they've got no. like music going and the caption says i ate my mom after she was dead. <laughs> and she found a good home i mean the cat's fine but um, did she really yeah she did
0: <laughs> oh my. Yeah. this is why um, i don't
1: need any pets
0: um, um no i'm just kidding like this um, is
1: <laughs> yeah. pets pets now, DNA would be run in 2009, like I said. Okay, so there wasn't much On what? DNA- on who? Well, that's it, right? So there's not much DNA left on the victims. We have the whole body washing thing, all of that. But there was some hairs um, found. They started with Christine's body, a few hairs there. Now, it did not match Chris. These hairs matched a man named Jane- James Vincent Gunnels. Remember Ooh, Vincent see. Gunnels? No. Vincent Gunnels. Uh, No, he put those charges, put those charges against Chris for molesting his son. So James was a victim. James was a victim of Chris. So this is where I get a little torn on this because I feel like there's a lot of victim blame in this case. And I do want to say sometimes I feel like when especially boys are molested and stuff, like well, I feel like on both ends, you talk about genders, both ends, we are not taken as seriously as we should be, obviously. But I also feel like with men, it's seen as not manly or at the time I noticed this all over like Kathy's page. She has a bunch of documents all over it. It says homosexual acts, homosexual this, and you can just feel the, the, the gross like condemnation, like the, you know, the icky, the police mm-hmm. don't care. And when that guy that I was talking about from the ID, when he started talking to police about things, he was called into their office and treated as if he was a criminal when he was the kid in this. and so that's where I find it hard with James Vincent Gunnell too. Cause he's one of Chris's victims. So I don't know how old he was at the time that this was all going down, but if he was still a child and he's luring kids in because that's what police were kind of saying might've happened. He's still a child and he was still groomed and it's I hard. I'm
0: so confused. I'm still taking this in. So mm-hmm. Chris offended James mm-hmm. and then his hairs are found on Christine's body.
1: We paused. I'm sorry.
0: I said, and then his hairs are found on Christine's body.
1: Yes. So James's hair was found on Christine's body, but he was kind of like a companion to Chris. So it's very likely that his hair could have just been in his car. Now these hairs, wasn't, he offended against, yeah, so these hairs, they they were linked by mitochondria DNA. Yeah. So the match isn't, like, a perfect match to him. It's not like saying 100%, we got our guy, this is him. Sure. It's saying that it could be him along with, like, a bunch of people on his mom's side. Like, it could be a lot of other people, but this is, like, the most likely person it probably links to is what the police are saying. However, where did she get his hairs from? Could it have been she's in the car? Excuse me, she's in the trunk of the car. Maybe he'd been in there at one point, or maybe maybe even he knew some of this. Like if Mm -hmm. he because he's a is he a victim too? Yes, he's
0: a victim as well. Mm -hmm. That's just bizarre. I don't even know what to make of that. Yes, but back in Christine's family think of
1: that. So I don't know what Christine's family thinks, but I do know what the King family thinks. So back in 2012, the police investigators believed that this was the best lead they'd had in this case in almost 40 years. However, the King family were, well, James Vincent Gunnels requested to talk with the King family, which just gives me like, but they did. They went and spoke with him and they had their reservations and so did the police force. The police force were like, maybe don't. And they were like, no, we, we want to know what he has to say. And Chris, the family of Tim, they said that they believed his story, although it contradicted a lot of other stories they've been hearing over the years mm-hmm. and that they didn't, they believed him. So, they don't put a lot of weight into that from what I understood from the interviews I saw in the news. Mind you, the news kind of twists things and everything, but everything I saw from the King family was like, we heard him, still wasn't great, but we don't think he murdered Tim. So the hair from Tim and Mark match the same person. But here's something that's interesting. Again, this is mitochondrial DNA. So again, could match a bunch of people, not 100%. Mark Stebbins had a dirty blanket put over him at one point when he was originally found because they wanted to hide his body from public passerbyers. So, yes, now, but the hair on Tim was found underneath his clothing again. Okay. So probably not from the blanket. Sure. Yeah, well, d- well, Tim didn't have the blanket. Mark did, so Mark's oh, body did, and then no, you're fine. And then Tim found under his clothes. So, and then Tim's under his clothes. That also proves that it's probably from the perpetrator, right? Because like how right. you get under his clothes and like all of that, right? So the mitochondrial DNA didn't match anyone, but it did match a sample, a tape sample from another suspect named Arch Sloan, Totally new guy. That there,
0: you need about. a laundry list for this episode. There are too many predators. It's so gross. And Too at the time
1: names you know, oh, on this list of possible perpetrators. Ech. It's so bad. Cause at the time that Arch Sloan is like there, he's serving life in prison for rape of one of his coworkers, children. So he is like in prison, but here's the interesting thing. He was a local firefighter. <sighs> so, but he may have been someone that could easily convince the kids to come with them, you know? Cause like, I know. We need you to come. Yeah. I know. Because so, they'd wondered be the for years. It's totally possible. Mm-hmm. They'd wondered for years, how did they get the kids? Like, we're we're middle of the day. How do you abduct a child? Middle of the day, busy 7-Eleven. Like, what did, you know, like, did he abuse his power, get them to come with him? Well, you know, you have to come. Like, there's so many different scenarios you could do that. So they asked to, te- to test Arch's actual hair, and it's not a match to the DNA the tape, all of that that was found on the kids, the car, all of that. But then he gives another tidbit. He doesn't, he won't rat out anything. He, like Ted, he's not going to tell anything. He's not going to, he's, he's silent on everything. They even give him the possibility of immunity. If he starts talking about this and he's like, no, I'm staying. He's still staying in prison. He's not going to do it, but he tells them he that car. They found all that shit in. Yeah. I sold it to the state police lieutenant's son. Oh, I know. So we haven't heard his name yet either. No, and we don't know his name. So there was an investigator asked about his name, and he couldn't. see somehow couldn't remember it. And they asked if anyone had checked out this guy and if his DNA matched or anything. And they clammed right up. They wouldn't. The lieutenants, like the, none of the police force, would give anything. So I hate to
0: be a conspiracy theorist, but there are just too many people like involved. That's what and cover up, thing. not like when I'm even saying. Cover ups. We're just saying like child sex rings
1: and predator rings. Like they do exist. Yeah. So it's so it, the whole case is the weirdest thing ever. Cause you know, when I jumped into this, like I said, on our Patreon, I was like, I was just jumping into this for like, I was looking at a Halloween episode. i looked up like, what are the creepiest unsolved cases? I found this, this person. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting serial killer. And then I was like, oh no, there's so much more to this case than just child abductions, child killings. Like this North Fox Island, these millionaires involved in this, these high profile clients, there's so much that leads back to like a Jeffrey Epstein type person in the 70s and there's so much more out there like we're gonna have so much content for patreon this week because there is so much more to this case that i couldn't there's many more like suspects there's other kids that were missing were almost killed were killed that may have been included in this but they're not officially concluded as as a part of the oakland child killings like there is so much out there to this case and yet there's no resolution
0: I wonder if it is is solvable solvable now though because there's all those boys that were on that island that I get it as a kid and probably as a victim like you have no idea who's victimizing you but that seems like a lot of victims right yeah. like they have to yeah. know something collectively possibly right just, yeah. and like I get that it wasn't properly investigated let's just chalk it up to that back in the day mm-hmm. but somebody has to be wanting to solve this. So.
1: Yeah. And I tell you what, the King family desperately wants to solve it. So we will be linking Kathy's blog down below. She is desperate. Yeah. To find, I mean, and poor Kathy, I can't imagine how she feels and how you would have to get over the fact, like the 30 cents, like she was the one who gave the 30 cents to him to go. And yeah, like I just, I couldn't, I, so I like, I commend her for, for years putting this all together. Like it's the most I have never, we've looked at so many cases. I have never found it's harrowing. And yeah, to find a family's website with such a condensed and everything she linked in her, her timeline, it was all linked to websites, backing it up or to court documents. Like she has all the court documents on there and she not only has that, but she has other child predators. She is blasting on there. Like she is, she no holds barred, like amazing people. So I just like commend the King family. I don't know how they do it, how they've dealt with this. All of these families have been just like, I don't know how you deal with it because I feel like the police haven't been helping them. And I don't, I just don't know how you you deal with it or cope with it when no one will help you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause that's the thing. It seems like something could shake loose here. You're like, come on, arrest him. Come on. Like get, get, someone on on this for something and then mm-hmm. you i feel like instead of getting one step closer to like a solution you find one more predator you're like oh, wait who are you wait who are yeah. you
2: Where the yeah, you come there's, from? More.
0: Mm-hmm. there's more it's like a rabbit hole instead of you know coming boiling down to one person yeah
1: yeah i couldn't hossful, believe how many hossful. names were tied to this i couldn't like there was no way to condense it into one video but yeah that is the horrific summarized we've never heard of this I, I, that's what I was like, how have I not known any of this? Like this was nationwide news. This changed how the kids in Oakland, like they were, you know, I mean the seventies, you, the, the streetlights come on and you know, you got to go home. Like that's, that's the time. And that's when their parents were like, No, you're not leaving the house again. You know, like (laughs) we have to monitor everywhere you're going now. Like this guy's on the loose. And then how it ended so abruptly and right when Chris died. That's where I think he was doing it. And I think he had other people with him doing it. But he was the liability factor, I think. Yeah. And or they
0: laid off or went underground once he was Mm. like the scapegoat. Like, oh, here's our out. We'll just blame Chris. Like, don't get caught now.
1: Mm. But it is really. Yeah. It's this episode terrified me in the sense it is someone you know like you know what I mean like you absolutely. and absolutely. Uh I will never forget the shock I felt um when that person that I worked with what well I mean like should I like blast Justin Hazan it's fine he was arrested like I just was like are you kidding me like you you just don't think especially young people like my mom when we i was reading through the script she's like i just imagine like this older guy and I, and I was like nope he was 26 years old doing this shit like because you do like you said you think like he couldn't get anything else so so, so that's he what
0: turns he, into this pervert like that's what made him it just seems like a reason yeah. your rational mind wants to be able to explain it and then mm-hmm. a, like there's not an explanation they're a predator yeah so that's yeah. why they can continue to like prey upon like victims because
1: yeah. you're not looking for them in plain sight. You're looking no. for us like, yeah. 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 You're not yeah. looking for a Disney employee. You're looking for like some creep on the street, but it's literally mm-hmm. the people that surround you. So yeah, that is the horrifying case of the original pedophile Island and the children that went missing nearby. But yeah, I have never heard of that. And that is mind blowing
0: same um, gross creepy chills
1: i know i know i know i started reading about it and i was like oh gosh <sighs> but yeah we will have a lot to talk about on patreon yes week. we will we sure mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. But yeah until next time stay safe all day right. guys until next time cheers cheers
2: a media production